1: chumpacasito.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website
0: for details looking for a place to watch rsl jazz youths or any sports teams beer bar is the place join beer bar at 161 east 200 south and downtown salt lake to catch all the real salt lake jazz basketball and well all your sports teams on four projection screens and over 50 craft beers that's beer bar it's time to hit the pitch on the drive The RSL Insider today and every day is brought to you by Beer Bar. Head downtown for watch parties and game day shuttles to the stadium. More at BeerBarSLC.com. All right, we're going to bring in Dave Vox coming up
1: in just a little bit. I'll be on TV with Dave tomorrow night, 1035 KMYU. We call it Five Questions with Spence. Tom Haberstroh, during the 5 o'clock hour tonight, to get you ready for Game 5 of the NBA Finals. You can hear the game on our radio station right after we say goodnight at 6. Stuart Mandel earlier with some college football. Really good with Stuart today. And then um, Easton Folster for a little bit of golf. Scenes in Canada over the weekend. The U.S. Open comes up this weekend. But joining us now, <clears throat> Port, I believe it, it's Pablo, right? Pablo Mastroianni, RSL head coach. He's our next guest.
0: Yeah, you know, Pops. As we call him, yeah. Clo- I'm close with Pops. I I've, know you are, yeah. He texted me mm-hmm. just a few hours ago. Got a, got a golf Situation going on. So you had to hit the backup list that I sent you. Yeah. So we got Dunny. No, sorry. Oh. He's busy. John Kimball. He's he's up to other stuff today. Elliot. Mm. Mm. Kurt Schmidt. Nope. Luke Kremlmeier. No Luke. No Luke. He was he was preoccupied. Matt Banky. Matt was going to join us, but uh, had something come up. Brooke Bingham. No. Tyler no. Gibbons. Couldn't get Tyler, Matt Rader, almost Tony Beltran. He didn't text me back. Luke Moholland. Nope. 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 Chase, the team administrator. There you go. We got. Oh. Ch- we got. Oh, actually, he didn't answer. Uh, Rusty Pierce. No.
1: Peter Novak.
0: <laughs> wait, Peter, wait, wait. Peter's
1: busy. How many names did you? Go down the list and got no's before you actually booked
0: our next next guest. Uh, 42. 42. So, who, who'd you land on? Our favorite. Our favorite who may have a big day tonight. Uh, got some, uh, some other stuff going on as is, is, is the Nuggets are uh, in game five. NBA did you? Finals. Oh,
1: did you book Matt Taylor, the assistant coach?
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice.
1: All right, let's welcome him in. It's a big day for our guy. So, I had to give him a little guff. Lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Senior VP, Communications, RSL, our buddy, Trey Fitzgerald, on the show on a Monday. Hey, pal, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm laughing at that list of names. That's pretty impressive. I could have kept going. I mean, you you know. Oh, no doubt. I I wonder who would win in an RSL historical uh, trivia situation, you or me. I'd have to give it to you because they're, uh, you know, left in 2011. There's a little hole there for me. (laughs) So I think you would probably take it, right? you You have a clarity of some of the early days that I probably
2: just don't have, though. Um, so it'd be a, it'd be a fun uh, exercise, no doubt.
1: All right, let's just um, let's start right away with because look, scoreless draw, fourth of the year. obviously, goals need to come, but help is on the way. What do our listeners yeah. need to know about Chicho Arango?
2: Chicho is a guy that is very familiar with this league. He was newcomer of the year for major league soccer in 2021 helped LAFC to a supporter shield. And obviously an MLS cup went and played 11 games in Mexico after getting sold uh, by LAFC to a team called Pachuca and scored five goals in 11 games. There had kind of a rough beginning, maybe adjusting to that club, to the city, to the community, did score uh, in five consecutive starts to finish their spring season, but um, he very much wanted to come back to MLS. Uh, We wanted him a year ago, Spence, but getting him out of LAFC would have exhausted literally every MLS, TAM, GAM, uh, draft pick, other types of mechanisms. And uh, as Elliot explained to the media after the game on Saturday, by simply, uh, seizing when the time was right and having, uh, Ryan Smith and David Blitzer deep into their, uh, dig deep into their pockets to, uh, purchase him back from Pachuca in Mexico was a much cleaner and easier, simpler transaction. And, uh, appear for us starting uh, July 8th, which happens to be a home game against Orlando. That's the first game after the summer transfer window opens on July 5th and uh, we're excited to have him. And, you know, look, a lot of people have been saying the last 48 hours, if he had been on the field, we might've been up five, nothing after those first 30 minutes because we were just creating so many chances in front of goal. But um, the New York city goalkeeper came up big against Rubin and Musovski and Savarino and Diego Luna started that night. It was uh it was one of those games. And you've seen many of them in soccer where you can, have an, an amazing performance and play well but if you can't finish uh you're forced to settle for kind of a disappointing zero zero draw and that's what we did
1: did the keeper come up big or were there chances that were just wasted or was it a little bit of both um i think
2: it was it was probably a little bit of both uh, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty where you know you could only say well if you know so and so had made this play or that touch but there they did have a young keeper who to just kinda of add, I guess, insult to injury came up through the RSL Academy. Um uh Barraza is his last name. He he came up big and even in the second half, Anderson Julio had had a great little one on one breakaway, had a, actually had two, um, where you think Anderson who's off to represent his home country of Ecuador for the first time uh this weekend, uh should have done better, would have done better, wishes he had done better, you know? So it's a cruel game at times, and and that's that's what was on display Saturday night.
1: So what does this say, Trey, to RSL fans and I guess I'll say media. I'll be nice on a Monday. What is the, what does this say <laughs> to the 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 group that's been very vocal about lack of investment from ownership and is Elliot the right guy and do they have the right roster constructors in place? Now, look, in fairness, we have to see how it works out. He has not even put on a kit we won't we won't see him until the window opens, which is July eighth, as you referenced against Orlando. but i I, I guess what well, what message does this send that group that clearly has been very loud about their critical opinions regarding ownership and roster construction? yeah, I
2: think I think it's a it's a signal from um the Blitzer and Smith groups that um that they are serious about about building a winner and investing in the roster and you know, the 18 months um, since they took over, or just short of that, 17 months, we've seen a lot of investment on a lot of levels, whether it's staff, whether it's fan experience. Um, we had not seen a big, you know, $10 million transfer. Uh, the Chicho-Rongo is, uh, move is reportedly a $6 million transfer, so it is the most significant. And I think, Spence, if you look at um, – You know, going back a year to Savarino, there have been 15 new players brought in to the club, starting with Jefferson Savarino late last May. And even just this year, when you look at Gomez and Vera and now the Chicho Arango purchase, that's $12 I think, between those three players. Um, There are uh, rumors around another expected move uh, for the upcoming summer window. You've got a Brian Ojeda decision coming at the end of July. I, I don't know what some of these moves will cost, but I think you're going to be able to sit here on August 1st and say, you know what, these guys have spent $14, $17 million on this roster just in the 2023 window alone. And, you know, who knows what the Messi uh, to Miami move is ultimately going to cost, but I think you're going to say – Man, Blitzer and Smith really stepped up and spent as much or more than anybody else, uh, in MLS in, in 2023. And, and then when you add that to the moves that I think Elliot and his, and his staff have made around that with, uh, whether it's the draft picks, as we've seen with Elijah Paul, Bertine, uh, Jacquesson, uh, Emeka and Nelly, which have really proved to be great depth pieces during this last 50 day run through the open cup and MLS. Uh, Diego Luna obviously has been here just under a year and had a great U20 World Cup with the United States and, and showed some flashes of brilliance the other night. Um, they've utilized many different mechanisms to comprise, uh, this team. And, and it's, it's just been a strange time where this team has been better on the road than it has been at home over the last days or so. my final of the Open Cup which will resume in late August uh, after the League's Cup, which starts here in mid-July. And you add Chicho and maybe another piece or two uh, to that mix, along with the continued growth of guys like Jasper Lafelsund and Bodie Hidalgo and, and and then Danny Mussofsky, who they traded for uh, last September, Ojeda, Oviedo. I mean, I could go on and on, but the, the point remains that I think they've really built a nice team Pablo's obviously built an incredible culture inside that locker room. Um Rubio Rubin has you know, the last five goals he's created or scored. So he's coming back to the form that that got him uh, a contract extension early on in his RSL existence in twenty twenty one. So it seems like a lot of the pieces are, are coming together, the cohesion is there. The team is gelling. Uh, we just got to figure out a way to win at home again, which if you had told me a year ago we'd be seven games unbeaten away from home but struggling to score goals and struggling to get three points uh, in Sandy, I would have said you were crazy, but that that's where we are right now.
1: So, uh, I mean, with everything you just outlined, it's probably time to simply dispel the narrative that the club doesn't spend money on talent, right? Yep. I mean, it's probably time just yep. to throw that out the window. Yeah, I
2: think you're right. I mean, the MLS players union twice a year, they release, you know, their numbers, which, you know, because of league rules and machinations aren't a clear picture, but they're the clearest one we'll get. And I think the most recent release in in late April had RSL fourth from the bottom in terms of spending. And I would, uh, I would expect that when the secondary release comes out in early September, we're going to be at or near the top in terms of just transfer fees. I mean, 16 million or whatever it's going to end up being in transfer fees in, in one calendar year is, is pretty significant. And, um, you know, as we've heard Elliot and Pablo say, uh, ad nauseum, we're not going to bring a guy just to bring a guy. It's got to be the right fit and it's got to be the right personality. And Chicho was just blown away at the reception he got Saturday, uh, at the stadium, whether it was from the club uh, in the run-up to h- getting him and his family here, whether it was at the airport um, with with people on Saturday, the march to the match, the halftime presentation. Um, he spent some time in the locker room with the guys. He obviously has relationships with a guy like Danny Masofsky, who he played with for a year and a half there at LAFC. He was just blown away, and, and he was grinning ear to ear. And by the time we get to 11 o'clock on Saturday night and he's sitting down with the media, I think, um, you know, he spoke pretty openly about wanting to score goals and win titles with this team uh, this year. This isn't a future move; this is a right now move for him, and certainly for us as well. So it really raises the bar, raises the level of expectations for everybody around the club.
1: How have um, how have the you know you referenced the lack of home results, which is something that's new yeah. really uh, for for this club for a long, long time. I need to get out there. you know, the only game I've been to ironically enough this year so far is on the road, and it was great to be down there with everybody. It was always fun to be around the group. but d- d- take our listeners in into America first field what What's the atmosphere been like uh, in a place that usually has a pretty pretty solid crowd, even though the results have really not been there?
2: Yeah, um, this year we spent I think we're two wins, four losses, three draws. We've had a couple weather delays. Um, we have had, I think, three zero zero draws, which um, I know are tough for the casual fans. And, and honestly, they're just tough for everybody, especially um, when the team does seem to be kind of um, pinging the ball around and, and moving and fighting and playing for each other. And, and look, the zeros on the defensive side that we've had over the last, I don't know, almost two months are pretty welcome because we did have... Um, a, a 4 nothing loss in March to St. Louis where we gave up four goals and a half. Um, we had, I think, a 3-1 or 3-0 loss, excuse me, to LAFC. So when we've given up goals, we've given up a lot, but now over the course of, you know, like I said, this Open Cup run, maybe, basically April 8th to now, we're unbeaten in 13 out of 16 games. But Saturday night was a, again another attacking zero where um you know look Saverino hit the bar we talked about you know some empty breakaways with goalkeeper on the other side but um we've had a few of those games where you just feel like man if somebody could just finish it felt like one of those games where you get one you get five you know because we just we were suffocating them we were winning balls in their end um, and and in, in, you know Pablo very much likes to delineate between the performance and the result, and I think he he told the guys in the locker room after the game, hey, the result, which is completely out of our control, sucked, but the performance, which is what every everything you guys did, the million decisions you make, and take advantage of the hundreds of thousands of moments on the field, you guys you guys did very well, but you don't get that final shot, that final touch, that final pass. You don't get a goal, and um, and that was kind of what was uh, left to be desired on the night, and we've seen that a couple times at America First. The good news is we have had, I think, um, four sellouts out of 10, 10 home games this year, a couple that only got to 17 or 18. Obviously, the weather's been weird this spring. I think that's been a little bit of a factor, and, and honestly, early in the year, team performance was a factor. We weren't going to um, you know get 20,000-plus uh, coming off of some of those bad performances or those bad, uh, those bad losses. But hopefully uh, people show up this summer. We're back home June 24th. It's pride night out there against Minnesota. We'll be coming off a couple road games and, um, and hopefully people will be excited to, to see this team continue to grow together and improve. And then uh, as we mentioned earlier, July 8th against Orlando will be uh, presumably the Chicho Arango debut. He'll start training with us tomorrow. He was looking for a house today. So um, kind of the nice thing about him having a history in MLS is he doesn't have to go through the assimilation phase and the, and the process that Gomez and others have gone through in terms of getting used to Salt Lake, getting used to Utah, and getting used to the, the travel in this league. Those are, those are things that Ina's uh, family have been through. So everybody's very, very optimistic about what this move holds.
1: All right, as you referenced earlier, um, it, you know, I don't know when it's going to be official official, but it's all over the MLS website, and Messi himself has said he's going to Miami. Uh, you're the MLS elder statesman in our market. I don't know that anyone else over with RSL, you know, for our listeners' frame of reference, Trey was with the league before he was hired with the team back in the day. So you're qualified to talk about the 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 scope of this announcement. What it means for the league, and then you know, I was wondering if you believe there's anything there as far as, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Beckham stuff, when Beckham signed with the Galaxy, that was the kind of the birth of the designated player. I wonder if yep. the, I wonder if the Messi acquisition will unlock any other you know uh, reg, rules and regulations about how teams can unlock talent. So before I set you loose, what does Messi to MLS means, right? Well, you you invoked
2: Beckham, and I think that is the best. Uh, When Beckham arrived in MLS in 2007, uh, the league was still, you know, kind of on, I'd say, more or less shaky ground, right? But you bring the DP uh, rule in that that loosened the purse strings a little bit. Clearly, Beckham's celebrity opened a lot of doors for MLS in terms of television and media and and sponsorship and and worldwide, um, I guess, peaking the curiosity worldwide um even if beckham at that time wasn't reg- regarded as a as a transcendent player on the field messi is you know what 6 months removed off of a, a world cup win for argentina he's he's played with the biggest clubs in the world um he's seemingly never slowed down as he's aged at at, at barcelona or psg or uh, or argentina and then he's arriving on these shores at a time where you know, we're a couple years away from, sorry, one year away from, um, you know, Copa America being here, then the World Cup's going to be here, then maybe the Women's World Cup's going to be here in 27. Um, you know, you've got the Apple deal and Adidas um, still pouring a ton of money into this league, and apparently both of those business relationships were critical to his personal terms in, terms, in, in, in the way that the deal with Miami and MLS will be structured. Um, So I think it's it's back in terms of um, the rocket fuel or whatever it's this league. Now, there's a great article in The Athletic today that talks about maybe this will finally force the conservative uh, owners to let the league – and let the teams take the training wheels off. And so you don't have all these kind of Byzantine rules and regulations like uh, DPs and TAM and GAM and all that kind of stuff where uh, teams will have a little more freedom to uh, have the ability to dig deep in those pockets, get creative and just build teams the way they want with the money they have. And it doesn't mean there won't be any rules or regulations, but maybe it's a little closer to a world standard where, um, a club can structure things instead of uh, having everything kind of go through a very parity-driven play, I think has been probably good for teams like uh, Salt Lake and and, and other markets uh, that there's more or less of a level playing field, and we don't have you know what you're seeing even now in, in the Premier League and other big leagues around the world where you kind of have four teams uh, as the halves, four to six teams, with extraordinarily deep pockets, and then you know, 12, 18 teams uh, struggling to, you know, pay their employees. So we don't want to go that extreme, but I think we're going to look back on this messy move in 10 years, and it's going to be another uh, milestone um, game changer for the sport in this country and for this league, similar to what Beckham was 15 years ago, but probably uh, infinitely more powerful at the same time.
1: What's the scene at the Fitzgerald household tonight around 930, after the Denver Nuggets clinched the first championship in organization history, are we talking streaking to KFC? Like what's, what's tonight going to, what's, what's tonight going to look like? You've got 10 seconds.
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, I thought I was going to go to Denver for the game today because I was that excited uh, when I was going to bed last night, but work beckons. I think we are going to get some via 313 because their pizza is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Uh, Watch the game. and, And then, uh, If the Nuggets are able to close it out against a very difficult Miami opponent, um, we'll probably do some shots and uh, streak around the neighborhood for sure.
1: I want video, buddy. Uh, Best of luck tonight. (laughs) Happy for you. Thanks for the time. Be good, okay?
0: All right. Thanks, Spence.